G'day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. I hope you have had yourself a fantastic day. Oh, mate, I've got to be honest. Uh, oh, geez, what do I say? I mean, jump across to Facebook and YouTube. Actually, if you go to YouTube and you look at uh, Trader Cobb, you'll see the live that I did today on the market. And I've got to be honest, like, you know, I've I've scanned the market several times today. Uh, once in the morning at nine a.m., which I do with my clients every day, oh, five days a week anyway, uh, and then again at one o'clock my time, which is now whoa, what's that? Six and a half hours ago, and there's not been a great deal. Now the reason for that is that look, Bitcoin's dominance has increased significantly. Uh, over the last little while. Uh, the daily chart, by the way, is a mess on TradingView. But if you look at the uh, the you know other different timeframes, it'll all connect quite well. Bitcoin's dominance is 46.28%. Now that's coming off of a low of 40.41. So as a percentile gain, that's 14.56. Now don't let that small number in your crypto brain think it's a small number. It's not. It's a big number because Bitcoin's, um, you know, it's it's market dominance. Sorry, Bitcoin's market cap is, you know, far larger than even Ethereum. Bitcoin's market cap is at <clears throat> just over one trillion dollars. The next closest is Ethereum at four hundred and twelve billion. Um, the entire market cap is two point three trillion, with Bitcoin being one trillion. You get the picture. If it has been up 14%, that is a staggering amount of capital that has gone back into Bitcoin. Now, whilst I say this, many might be thinking, well, if that's the case, then I should probably sell my alts and move to Bitcoin. And yeah, that might end up being the right thing. I don't know. But what I can say is this. If you are in that camp of considering doing that, here's a couple of things you need to consider. Where Bitcoin is right now, uh, at the price that it is right now, 57400 Let's call it that. Bitcoin, well, Bitcoin goes through these cycles of being the dominant force. You know, the big dog steps in and, you know, if you consider back to, I think it was about, well, definitely December of um, uh, 2020. Yeah, 2020. Uh, it was it was certainly the dominant force, and it ran very very well. I mean, from October, uh, we were at eleven thousand. Through October, November into December, the thirty first, December the thirty first, we were at roughly thirty thousand dollars. So we saw about roughly a 3x, just shy of a 3x over that period of time. That was when dominance in Bitcoin was at a high. Now, the thing is, if you are considering flipping your alts into Bitcoin, I want to give you something to consider. Bitcoin can do, as I just suggested, a 3x over the period of a you know, couple of months or whatever it was. And we've seen this happen time and time again. But we also have to understand that it's cyclical. The swing of the seesaw is between Bitcoin's dominance and that alt's movement. 
So if you're holding an alt that's got, say, a market cap of a billion, let's say it's a fairly highly regarded token within the top 100 because I think pretty much all the top 100 now is in the billions. Let's just carry on down. 95. The the top 95 have a billion market cap. So let's say that we're in that realm. And Bitcoin goes up and does a 3x over a period and your, you know, your altcoin is maybe made 15, 20% or it's dived in value. Who knows? The thing is, is that often, often, I'm not saying always, and this is certainly not financial advice, but this is cyclical. Often what happens is that money then flows out of Bitcoin back into the alts. And what might be a coin or a token that is worth 1 billion might all of a sudden be worth 6 billion. So whilst you might have a, sorry, might have a larger proportion of your portfolio in Bitcoin, which is not a bad idea, you may have put all your eggs into Bitcoin. And if you don't get the timing right, and I will suggest that for someone who's been trading for 16 years, um, it is still difficult. I don't get it right all the time. I've been pretty good this year, and I'm very comfortable in saying this, that I've managed to capture the macro move since about that movement, but pulling back to 10,000, which was back in what's August, I think, September, August of 2020. I can back it up by, if you really wanted to go into the detail, you can find that across the YouTube and through my content, be it paid or free. I've been very, very good at that. And I'm very proud of that. And it feels very good to have been very on the money for two reasons. One, it's made me a lot of money. Uh, and two, um, it's helped a lot of people. Yeah, these are the two two things that are important to me. Um, so for me, I have been on the money. I've been I've been pretty good at calling the market. And, and I, it, as hard as it is for me to say that, uh, it, it, it just is backed by the results and backed by what I've put out there. Okay, so for where we are now, I have not gone all in on Bitcoin. I've not flipped my portfolio all in on Bitcoin. I'm very comfortable with how my portfolio is positioned. Very comfortable. Yes, I have, you know, uh, my biggest holding. um, It's actually not Bitcoin, but my second biggest holding is Bitcoin. Um, And you know, the only reason the top holding is the holding that it is, is because there is a long-term vesting period. Okay. So I, I couldn't just convert it straight away in whatever. So my, realistically, my biggest holding as far as, you know, having access to is Bitcoin. Um, I do also have a bunch of alts and I'm comfortable to hold these alts. Yeah, they've been bleeding. I don't mind because I have enough experience to look at that and go, well, Look at the reward risk ratio. So everything comes back to trading, everything comes back to risk, and it comes back to reward. Whilst Bitcoin might do a 3x, which will still be very good for me because I do hold more Bitcoin than anything else, other than, of course, what I just told you, it's the alts that might do a 5, 6, 7, 10. Who knows? Maybe one will do a 100x. But they are where there are bigger uh, possibilities of margin. Oh, sorry, not margin. Uh, well, it is margin bigger possibilities of upside margin and upside returns. So there are periods of time where it is actually easier to just sit back as long as you've built a portfolio that you're comfortable with. And I am. I've been building this portfolio for over over four years now. And I'm comfortable with where it is. 
and how it's structured. As long as you're comfortable with that, then I believe that there is the potential, I'm not saying it's going to happen, the potential for it to flip and all of a sudden the alts start to pump and it's never a bad day when some of your lower cap tokens start to overtake your Bitcoin holdings. Because if you want to maintain that you have more Bitcoin than anything else, well, guess what? You can take the profits from those altcoins and put them into your Bitcoin stack. The freedom of choice when it comes to anything, be it life, be it uh, your finances, be it anything. And I'm not going to say the word that everyone's got on the tip of their lips, all right? Freedom of choice. It's an important one to have. And the way to do that within your portfolio is to manage it in accordance with your expectations, but also to understand that you've got to maintain a level head, which means fighting those emotions, understanding those emotions. And the, the, way, the best way I have found personally to avoid uh, those emotions that do come with being a trader and investor is to build a portfolio based on a term. And what I mean by that is you can build a portfolio and let's say you invest into a pre-sale or, or a ICO or I don't even know what they're called these days, IDO, ICO, whatever it may be. Let's say you go, okay, I'm going to put $5,000 into this pre-sale at $0.05. Cents. And let's say that it uh, hits the market at $0.15. Cents. So you're up 3x. Now, if your tokens are completely unlocked, then your 5,000 is worth 15,000 and therefore you have the opportunity to scale out and take your initial investment back, therefore giving you that 5,000 back. Now, if you're in a vesting period that is, say, 15% or 20% up front, then you can't necessarily get all of it back without upsetting your portfolio and your balance. These are all the things that you need to consider as a trader and investor. But you need to consider them before you make the investment. And this is once again a story and lesson in understanding emotions. Just because it's all hyped up and everyone's telling you to do this and that and everything looks great, you've got to look at the cold, hard reality. And the cold, hard reality has got to be based on risk. If I'm going to put 50 grand into this project, when can I have that 50 grand back? Within reason. You've got to understand that's got to be within reason. So if, if a project lists and it's worth, you know, my 50 grand in is worth 100, am I going to sell out my 50? No. No. Because for me, typically, if I'm going to put uh, an investment amount in, I'm going to wait for it because I'm only investing in projects that I believe have a future. I'm not chasing the pumps and dumps. I'm not, I'm, I just, I don't invest in all that much. I would prefer to find good projects, good businesses and long-term views. That's the way, that's just the way I do things. Everyone's got a different way of doing it. But you've got to be able to understand the risk you're putting in is based on math and your own ability to understand where you're at. Not based on whatever telegrams telling you or whatever Twitter or you've got to understand your play and your stance in the game. And right now I will say this, with the market the way that it is and with, again, not trying to sound like I know it all and I, I certainly don't, I absolutely don't, but I, I have been very good at the macro picture. The points at which I've suggested perhaps look to take profits have been 
pretty good. I've done well. The points at which I've, you know, I don't, when it's falling, I'm not calling a point. It's when I can, you know, when I get the information that I need, I might call a point at which, okay, well, here are some options. I've managed to not just call it, but also put money in. And I've, I've taken my profits and I've in, injected a certain amount back in and it's, it's been very good for me. Okay. At the moment, uh, I will say that I have put a significant amount of my stable coins back into the market over the last six, yeah, about six weeks. And I am now looking for projects to invest in that will list before the end of the year or, you know, if, if I was to do six projects, four would have to list this year and two in January. Anything after that, I'm not interested. That's the way I am seeing the market. Anyway, that's a whole lot of talk that if it, for certain people that will make a lot of sense and I'm hoping that that will also give a lot of value. For others, it may be over the top of your head and I do apologize for that. But if you would like to make sure that that doesn't go over your head, then visit tradercob.com and start to go through and understand and learn and tune into what we're saying and what we're doing. But that's where I'm standing and that's my point in this space. Okay, so Bitcoin right now is flat, $57,504. I am not really that impressed by the market on Bitcoin. I would like to see it push on. The cyclicity is there on that four hour, but I want to wake up tomorrow to see a higher high. And I want to see it extend up to about the $60,000 mark if that was possible. Actually, it doesn't need to get to $60,000. dollars do, but I need to see it step out of this little creepy crawl to the upside. Ethereum is at $3,497, down 1.29%. There's honestly not too much to talk of on Ethereum. As a matter of fact, there's not too much to talk of in the market, full stop. XRP, $1.10, pulled back in quite nicely. It's pulled back beyond the level of old resistance that I was hoping to become support for a trade at $1.12. It's at $1.10, down 2.64%, nothing to speak of. Dot, very much the same, nothing to speak of, $33.69, down 1.33%. Doge, the dog coin, meh, $22.06, sorry, sorry, $22.6, down 1.9%, nothing to speak of. Binance, nothing to speak of, as far as trading goes, down 1.9% at $405.43. Cardano is sitting at $2.12, down 2%, very sideways over the last couple of weeks, and nothing of a real interest solana 145 flat on the nose up 0.1 it has done bugger all like much of the market avax 53 dollars and 18 cents down 3.9 percent it is not looking all that good to the upside however on the downside if it were to pull back into the cradle zone there is the potential for a short trade and rounding it out uni is at 23 dollars and 24 cents down 3.8 percent also not doing a great deal my closing statement is this i want to see the market move higher not just bitcoin i would like to see bitcoin's dominance dip and the reason i'd like to see bitcoin's dominance dip is because i'm a trader and i want to see the contracts that i trade come back into their trends and right now if we fall any further if we bleed and it's a slow bleed it's not a downtrend bleed it's a slow bleed if it continues to bleed, we're going to lose some of our trends. And I like to trade when there are trends. And if we lose those trends, it's going to just mean more time between 
you know, certain, not, I can't say certainty because you've never got absolute certainty, but it's going to take a little bit of that ability to read the market at a higher level in terms of multiple time frame trend. I would love to see the rest of the market start to kick again. I don't know when it will happen. I do have a very strong belief that it will happen. Right now, there is not a great deal that we can trade. So take your time, enjoy your life, be nice to people. Bye for now.